This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. everybody to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons. Before we get started on today's episode, a little bit of business. We have another show, Speaking of Murders. If you like this, you'll probably like that. Go check it out. If you have a case you want to hear on the show, send that to speakingofmissingpersons at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to see photos, you can find those on our socials linked in the show notes, Instagram and Facebook. They're in there. If you want to support the show, there's a couple things you can do. Tell people about it. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell coworkers, whoever, tell people. That definitely helps support the show, and we really appreciate it. Um, but if you want to go a step further, we have a Patreon where we put out bonus episodes every other Saturday. That's also linked in the show notes. So you can go there, subscribe to that, get some uh, extra episodes, and just, you know, be able to go to sleep at night with that warm, happy feeling of you helped us out. So, um, something else before we get started, Shauna couldn't be here for this episode today. So, Sarah, what are we hearing about? Is it another group of missing people or a singular person? No. To all of the above. Well, it is. Just. Are we talking about missing items instead (laughs) of people? (laughs) No. We're going to talk about a missing persons case that led police to uncover a murder. Okay. Interesting. That is interesting. I thought we were going to talk about Atlantis at first. No, I ain't Some got time for that. city, a whole city of missing people. I don't have time for that. That's a, that would be a lot. So we're going to talk about a girl named Stacy Peterson. All right. She was born January 20th, 1984 in Downers Grove, Illinois. Her parents were Christy and Anthony Cows. Okay. Her home life was not idyllic. Both her parents were said to be abusive, alcoholics that neglected their children. Christy had one daughter before marrying Anthony, whose name was also Christy, but they called her Tina. Tina would pass away at the age of 30 from cancer. That's unfortunate. Together, they had a son named Yelton, I think is how you would say that. He was later convicted of aggravated sexual abuse of a minor in 2005. So this is like a, a rough family. They had a daughter named Jessica that died in a house fire before Stacy was even born. 
Dear and Lord. Then after Stacy, they had two other daughters, Cassandra and Lacey. And Lacey passed away from uh, sudden infant death syndrome when she was a baby. Holy moly. So at the time of Stacy's disappearance, that would have just left her and Cassandra as being the only ones the that... The two surviving children. Well, they ha- their brother was still alive, just in prison. Right. Um, depression and alcoholism took over Christie's life. Then in the late 80s and early 90s, she was arrested several times for DUI, shoplifting, child neglect, and domestic violence. Anthony filed for divorce in 1990, and Christy did not show up to the court hearing, so he automatically received custody of their surviving children, except for Tina. Since she was not his, biologically, she went into foster care. That sucks. Christy would come and go throughout their lives until 1998, when she herself went missing and was never seen or heard from again. I'm having a really hard time following all of this. So you have the mom who had like six children or seven children and like three or four of them died. One went to prison. There's two surviving. One of the surviving ones is now also missing. No, the mother is missing. The mom of these children is missing. Yes. Christy Christy is their mom. Anthony is their dad. Okay. So Christy vanished off the face of the earth. Just like no one has seen or heard from her since 1998. I mean, okay. The only information that I could find about her was she was 40 years old at the time she went missing. She was five foot four, 140 pounds, with like brown shoulder length hair and brown eyes. She had a couple tattoos, one like across her left breast that said the name Sean, and another on her hip that was like a multicolored dove holding an olive branch. She went missing on March 11th, 1998 in like the vicinity of 2300 block of West 199th Street in Blue Island, Illinois. So she was still in Illinois. The last time she was seen, she was carrying a Bible and her purse. That's it. And some reports say she was on her way to a friend's house, while others say she was on her way to church. Either way, she was never seen again, and a missing persons report was filed, but leads went nowhere. Like, so Stacy's mother is also a missing person. Gotcha. It's a confusing story because you technically have two missing people in the story and a murder. But at this point, it was 1998, Stacy was not missing yet, if that makes sense. Stacy is the one that the story is really about. Yes. Is she one of Christy's kids? Yes. Okay. (laughs) One of the surviving kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So the kids that survived till adulthood, okay, Stacy, Cassandra, Tina, and the son, and Yelton, 
So four of the six kids survive till adulthood. Tina passes away when she's 30 from cancer. Yelton goes to prison in 2005. But before Less all of, confusing. But before all before of that of happened, all of that their happened, mother goes missing. Yes. Before all of that happened, their mother vanishes okay. and is never seen again. All right. I'm caught up. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to follow the family tree here. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm having a, a hard time remembering who's who here. Yeah, because it's just a lot of names, but yeah. Stacy is the one that the, the story is really about. Okay. So that's Stacy's background. Yes. So by the time Stacy goes missing, it's has literally Yelton already gone to prison? He let's see. No. I think he might go to prison after. No, he is. He's already in prison. Okay. And when she goes missing. Has her other sister already died of cancer? By yes. the time she goes missing. Yes. So when she goes missing, she has two siblings that are surviving and free, not incarcerated, and her mother is already missing. No, she only has one sibling. Tina dies before sh- Stacy goes missing. What about Yelton? Oh, well, he's alive. Okay, you're right. Two siblings, one in prison, one not in prison. He's in prison when, when she goes oh, okay. missing. Gotcha. Okay. So it's literally just her and Cassandra left when she goes missing. Right. And Christy's already missing their mom. Right. Where's Anthony? Um, he passes away, I think, uh, from like alcoholism. Okay. Before she goes missing? Yeah. Okay. So at this point, when she goes missing, her mom is missing. <laughs> She's got three dead siblings, a dead father. One sibling in jail, so it's pretty much just her and her sister. Right. Wow. She's got a rough go of it before she even goes missing. Yes. Sorry. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. I knew this was was going to get y'all, and it's only going to get worse. Because before I could talk about when Stacy actually goes missing, I have to tell you about a whole nother person. Okay? Okay. Okay. So this guy, his name was Drew Walter Peterson, would be the guy that Stacy would end up marrying at some point, which we'll get to that. But I have to tell you about him and his fucked up history for this story to actually make sense. Okay. Okay. We are ready. So we're going to talk about Drew. (laughs) All right. I will get my pencil and pad of paper. I'm okay. following. I should have drawn the family tree. That's what I, I should know. have done. We need like a dry erase board so we like, you know, keep track. Uh, yeah. Keep track as we go. Yeah. Okay, so Drew. He was born January 5th, 1954. Okay? Okay. Let that sink in. Wait, hold on. She <laughs> was born in the 80s. 84. And he will become... Her husband. 30 years her senior. Mm-hmm. Is he wealthy? Mm-mm. Well, okay. Well, then that's odd. Usually you only see age gaps like that in relationships if someone is very wealthy, typically the older of the two. So okay. he would first marry a woman named Carol Brown in 1974. 
They met in high school and would have two sons together during their six-year marriage. Okay? Then the two would divorce because Drew was not faithful to Carol. Drew had become a police officer in 1977 where he would be given the Police Officer of the Year Award in Bolt. Oh, my God. I knew I was going to have a hard time saying this place. Bolingbroke, Illinois, in 1979. In 1982, Drew married his second wife. Her name was Victoria Connolly. She went by Vicky. So before Stacy was even born, born he, he was had, on his second wife. Yes. Oh, boy. With already having two children. Yes. They would operate a bar together in Romeoville, Illinois, while he was still a police officer in Bolingbrook. Vicky claims years of domestic abuse during their 10-year marriage, and her daughter from a previous relationship backed up these claims. Her daughter hated living with him so much that she moved out of the house at the age of 17 to get the hell away from him. So, also not a great guy. Vicky filed for divorce when she found out that Drew was dating the woman that would become his third wife, Kathleen Savio. Drew and Kathleen were married not even a month after his divorce was final with Vicky on May 3rd, 1992. So he was seeing her secretly for a while. Yes. And so this is his third marriage before Stacy's even 10. They would also have two sons together during their marriage. While Drew was married to Kathleen, he met 16-year-old Stacy in 2001. No. No. Yes, he did. She worked at a hotel as a receptionist like a receptionist, a front desk person, and he would make excuses to go see her at this hotel. And then they started having an affair. Because remember, he's still married to Kathleen. Drew would sneak Stacy into his basement of his family home where he lived with his wife and two children to have sex with her. Kathleen discovered their affair in 2002, so they had an affair for a whole year before she figured out what was going on, and she immediately filed for divorce. Good. Drew bought a house right down the street from the one he shared with Kathleen and moved Stacy in with him. Of course. Of course he did. During their divorce battle, both Drew and Kathleen filed charges against each other for domestic abuse and also not exchanging the kids at agreed-upon times. Like, it was a very hostile divorce. The police were called to Peter the Peterson house 18 times between the two of them between the years of 2002 and 2004. So they were fighting all the time. Drew ended up fighting for something called a bifurcated divorce. So this allowed his actual divorce to happen with Kathleen, but they would still have to fight for, like, their marital assets and custody. So it allowed him to be legally divorced, 
but not like but everything's not settled but everything isn't settled in court okay okay interesting his reason for this so he could marry stacy so the hurried rush of it was at this point 19 year old stacy was pregnant with his first child oh my god and he's like 50 and he wanted to marry her (sighs) drew and stacy got married on october 18th 2003 the same month that his divorce was final with kathleen which happened on October 10th, 2003. So eight days. At the time, Stacy was 19 and Drew was 49. So 50, pretty much. Drew and Kathleen were still deep into their legal battles when Stacy gave birth to, the, to her first son with Drew. How the fuck is he taking care of all these goddamn children? I don't know. Like, well, by the time he's having... That's what? That's that's six kids? That's five Five. kids. Five kids. And the first two would have been born around the same time as Stacy. So they would have, or even before, they would have been born before her. Yeah, because they were born in the 70s. They were born in the 70s. So they were adults. adults. The second two were born in the 90s, the late 90s. I I don't know. No, I think they would have been. Because his first two were born in the 70s. Right. And then his... Second two were with Kathleen, and they got married in... Okay, so he didn't have any kids with his He didn't wife. have any kids oh. with Vicky, and they were married for 10 years. Which so, means they would have been born in the late 80s. No, because he didn't get divorced from Vicky until 1992. And he married Kathleen... Wait, no. He married Kathleen in 1992. So And they were married for 10 years. No, he was married to Vicky for 10 oh. years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he was married to Vicky for 10 years. They had no kids together. She had a kid previously. So mm-hmm. That was his second wife. That was his second wife. His third wife, Kathleen, they married in 1992, and they divorced in 2002. So they were also married to 10 years. So his right. kids were probably right. born in the mid nineties, like in the mid nineties, yeah, three ninety four, ninety five, somewhere right. in there. So they were still young because I'll tell you about it. But his first children were adults by the time he married Stacy. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking Vicky had a daughter already. That's what I was. That's why I said six she kids. She did. That's what but it, was. it wasn't his kid. Right. Okay. So Kathleen was fighting to keep the house. And she also wanted half of his assets. Like, she wanted half of everything and the house that they had shared together. I don't see why he needs the house. He already bought one for his new wife and new baby. On March 1st, 2004, Drew went to Kathleen's house after she did not answer the phone at their scheduled time to exchange their kids. Drew had them at his house and was supposed to give them back to her. But she wasn't responding to him. When he got there, he asked one of the neighbors to go into the house and check on Kathleen because the reason he gave this neighbor was that she hated him and she would be pissed if he just went inside of her house. Okay. Without permission. He did end up having to enter the house, though, because 
after the neighbor went inside, Drew heard the neighbor screaming. So he ran into the house, and Kathleen was laying dead in her upstairs bathroom. Holy shit. Her bruised body was found in a dry bathtub. Remember that. The bathtub is dry. Okay. And she had a huge gash on her head. Okay. The investigation into Kathleen's death was quick and not thorough at all. When Drew was asked about his whereabouts, he said he had been at home with Stacy and the kids, and Stacy backed up his alibi. Of course, officers on the scene did not believe Drew was involved. He was one of them. He was still a police officer. He had not retired at this point. He had been on the force for like 30 years and was a sergeant at this time. A coroner's jury, which is a group of people that are summoned from like an area to assist a coroner in determining the cause of death of a person. Like if the coroner is like, I don't know if this is accidental or a homicide, they have... right. Like, Mm -hmm. people come in, and it's pretty much, like, a thing to figure it out. So they put one of those together. Uh, But, of course, one of the members of this jury was a police officer who knew Drew personally. Oh, surprising. He assured the other members of the jury that Drew was a good guy that would not hurt his ex-wife. Right. So they ruled her death was an accidental drowning. The tub was dry. There was no water right. in the tub. <laughs> she drowned on air? Like, I was her, her, her body wasn't after... wet at all? No. She drowned on her own blood after being assaulted with some kind of blade, I'm assuming? Well, she was just bruised. She was, no, she had a wound to the back of her head, but yes. It wasn't like a, it was like a gash. To the back of her head. Like she got hit in the back of the head. Like a possible, you could write it off as like a slip and fall situation. But a drowning? Right. How do you slip and fall in a dry Shit be weird. Shit do be weird. (laughs) Shit be weird. Shit be weird. It's pretty much what Drew said. Shit be weird. And they were like, "Mm, cool. You are a police officer. You know all about shit being weird. (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
So Kathleen's family believed Kathleen was murdered, like from the very beginning. They were like, come on, people. Yeah, honestly, I don't know how she right. She was murdered. And that Drew was the one who murdered her. Sure is what it seems like. He looks even more guilty to her family when he just conveniently provided a handwritten will. And this will gave Kathleen's whole estate to Drew's uncle. And they accepted this will and gave everything she owned to Drew's uncle. To his uncle? Yeah. Why? Oh, because it would look way too suspicious if it all went to him directly. Yeah, but you would have thought that she would have left it to the children or her own fucking family members. They were divorced. Yeah. But shit be weird, Samantha. To leave it to your ex-husband's uncle makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. You're estranged. A person you fucking hate his guts. Right, that you've called the cops on a million times. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So in 2005, Stacy would give birth to her second child with Drew, his first little girl. Because remember, he had two boys, two boys, a boy, now his first and only girl, and it is six children now. Did he keep his sons from Kathleen's? Yes. Okay. What would end up happening is uh, Stacy legally adopted them. Okay. Everyone that knew Stacy said she was an amazing mother that lived for all four of the children. She treated them all equally, like they were all her own. They loved her, she loved them, and she wanted to give them this life that she never had when she was growing up. Right. So, like, everyone who says anything about her just gushes about how great of a mom she was. People claimed after her daughter was born that Drew insisted that Stacy get a tummy tuck, a breast augmentation, and braces because, you know, she's got to stay looking like the 19-year-old that he he was sleeping with originally. But Drew claimed that Stacy did all of those things because she wanted to and that he liked spoiling his wife. That he didn't force her to do anything. Yeah. Highly fucking doubt that. Right. Things changed between the couple after the death of Stacy's sister, Tina, which happened in 2006. Okay? Okay. So now we're kind of bringing the beginning of the story in. So in 2005 is when she had her daughter is when her brother went to prison. And now in 2006, her sister, Tina, passes away. And Stacy took this really hard because her and Tina were close to each other. And people said Tina's death sort of like made Stacy start opening her eyes to what was really happening in her marriage. Okay. And she told her sister Cassandra and one of her neighbors that she wanted to divorce Drew. She said he had become possessive, controlling, and abusive towards her. One, like, it was so bad that one day, Stacy went to have lunch with a male friend, and Drew showed up in his police uniform and began interrogating this guy in public. It's like the dumbest shit ever. Dude's abusing his power. Yeah. On October 28th, 2007... 
Stacy was supposed to go to her sister's sister Cassandra's house to help her paint, but she never showed up and she did not answer her phone. Worried about her sister, Cassandra went to the house and Drew's oldest son with Kathleen answered the door. He told Cassandra that Stacy and Drew had gotten into a fight and that Stacy left. He said that his dad had went to look for her, so Cassandra called Drew. She said he sounded out of breath, and he told her that Stacy had left him for another man. Okay? Cassandra is like, no. And she reports her sister missing in the early morning hours of October 29th, 2007. Drew's story was that Stacy had called him around 9 p.m. on the 28th to tell him she had left him for another man and that she had left her 2002 Pontiac Grand Am at the Bolingbrook Claw International Airport. So he claims he drove to the airport or he went to the airport and picked up her car and brought it back because when police show up on the 29th, to figure out this what's going on her car is in the parking or her car is in the driveway but when Cassandra had went there earlier on the 28th her car was missing does that make sense yes it does make sense but at the same time it's very far fucking fetched Mm -hmm. like especially since she left all four children right that were her actual life like right she adored one of which was barely a year old one of which was the baby, yes. But, uh, mm, you got a history, sir, and I'm not fucking buying it. Right? Finally, no one was buying his stories, okay? They got four search warrants were issued throughout this investigation, and, like, they searched his whole property, his car, or they actually seized his firearms, his car, and Stacy's car. This is when Drew decided to retire from the Bolingbroke Police Department. It was more of like a, either you retire willingly or we're going to have to do something, but legally we can't really do anything because you haven't been charged with anything, but you should probably go ahead and retire kind of a deal. Forced retirement. Right. Yeah. So... He it, he was, like, done with the police force in December of 2007. They allowed him, though, to still collect his pension, which was 6600 wait, $6,067 per month that he got for retiring. Since he had not been convicted of anything yet, they had no choice but to let him have his money. Drew was immediately a person of interest in Stacy's disappearance. Now, at the time she disappeared, she was 23, 23 years old, taking care of four children, being abused by him, all these things. Investigators started questioning people that knew the couple, and a longtime friend of Drew's, a guy named Rick Mims, told police that while they were working, because he also worked part-time, for a cable company when he wasn't working as a police officer 
And he did that with his friend Rick. And Rick told police that in 2003, the two of them had bought these three big blue plastic containers from the cable company that they were, like, getting rid of. So these blue plastic containers became, like, a big deal because they're, like, big enough to fit a body in. Right. Then they found out that Drew's stepbrother, Thomas, who had a history of, like, drug and alcohol addiction, had tried to commit suicide right around the time that Stacy went missing because he allegedly, according to him, helped Drew carry one of these plastic containers from his house to his SUV. And when he, when Thomas found out that Stacy was missing, he was like so devastated and freaked out that he had helped Drew dispose of Stacy's body that he tried to kill his own self. Because he said, I didn't ask what was in the blue container. He just asked me for help carrying it to his car. Neighbors of Drew and Stacy reported that they saw Drew and another man, not Thomas, carrying a 55-gallon barrel out of the house shortly after Stacy disappeared. Dang. So he's got two people like, we saw you with something big enough to hold a body. Cassandra told police that she saw a blue container inside the garage two days before Stacy went missing, but Drew's lead defense attorney, his name is Joel, would later deny that any blue container was missing from the property. He was saying the three, three that he bought were all still there. When Stacy disappeared, people started to question Kathleen's death. Her family and Fox News had her body exhumed on November 16th, 2007, just weeks after Stacy went missing. A retired medical examiner performed an autopsy on Kathleen. His findings were that she died from drowning following a struggle, like she was held underwater. In not, a dry tub. Well, he made it sound like, yes, the tub was, dr like, she didn't drown on her own and the water was let out of the tub. And by the time she was found, everything was dry. See gotcha. what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Okay. Like, she had been possibly laying there for at 24 hours or more. Yeah. Or more, yeah. Or more. Before he decided okay, she's been there long enough for me to let people discover her kind of a deal. Gotcha. Her post-mortem photos showed extensive bruising and scraping to, the, to her back, torso, and face. Plus, she had a large unexplained gash on her scalp. So she looked like she had been in a fight for her life. Right. An official autopsy was done after this, and on February 21st, 2008, her cause of death was changed to a homicide. Good. Drew went on Larry King. Oh, my gosh, of course. With his lawyer, Joel, on April 11th, 2008, and did an interview, and pretty much <clears throat> his lawyer told him what to say the whole time. Well, yeah. What he could answer, what he couldn't answer, blah, blah, blah. 
in December of 2008, Drew, by this point, has a publicist. Um, and his publicist confirms that he is engaged to a 23-year-old girl named Christina Rains. She would have been Drew's fifth wife, but she moved out of his house on January 30th, 2009, because her father gave her an ultimatum and was like, you either leave this motherfucker or you're never coming home again, pretty much. Because probably saved her life. Everybody believes that this whole relationship was just for show. Just for him to stay in the media. Because for some reason, he wanted to be in... The the center of attention? Yeah, he wanted to be in the Mm -hmm. spotlight. Drew was finally indicted by the Will County Grand Jury and arrested for the murder of Kathleen on May 7th, 2009. His bail was set to at $20 million. Damn. That is a big number. His trial would take until 2012 to actually happen because of fighting between the defense and the prosecution on whether evidence that was... Like, pretty much statements that were made by Kathleen and Stacy could be used as evidence because technically it's considered hearsay. Right. If they're not there. Yeah. It's hearsay evidence. So there was a lot of back and forth, and some of the statements were allowed to be used. So on September 6, 2012, he was actually tried and found guilty of premeditated murder of Kathleen. Now, this is nothing to do with Stacy because they have no idea where she is. They haven't found a body. He's not confessing to anything. So, yes, he's going to prison, but just for the murder of Kathleen. He's sentenced to 38 years for Kathleen's murder. Drew was attacked shortly after his incarceration by an inmate that wanted and I'm I'm sorry I'm laughing it's because he got his ass fucking beat because this inmate wanted to steal Drew's shit and sell it on eBay cuz he's like you're all in the media and this public eye and you're a police officer that killed one wife and your other wife's missing I'm going to sell your shit on eBay so because of this they had to move Drew to a federal prison for his own protection. During all of this, there's no sign of Stacy. Her sister Cassandra, along with almost everyone else in the world, believes Drew murdered Stacy. Well, yeah. But without finding her body or anything to connect him, he might never be charged with it. She did hire her own, like, I think it was, like, a dive team because in that area there's, like, a canal and it's apparently a pain in the butt, but she thought he had put Stacy's body there, which police searched it a lot, but Cassandra claims that her person that searched this canal took a photo that has skeletal remains in the photo 
she's swearing it's her sister, but she won't publicly release the photo. Damn. That was going to be my question. And police say they have found no such skeletal remains in their searches. So, don't know. And you would think this story would be like, okay, if you had any information about Stacy, blah, 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 but it's not. Because Drew didn't just sit there quietly in prison. He decided that he was going to put a hit out on James Glasgow, the prosecuting attorney in his murder trial. What an idiot. Yeah. This came to light when another inmate tipped off prosecutors, and it was proven when they had this inmate wear a wire and get it on tape. Drew was, like, literally trying to pay someone from prison to kill the prosecuting attorney because he said that the prosecuting attorney spent way too much time focusing on this hearsay and all this stuff, and he... Uh, was treating me like I was guilty from the beginning. Because you are. Because you are. So Clearly. then Drew was charged with the murder for hire on February 9th, 2015, and he was found guilty of solicitation or murder and solicitation of murder for hire and was given another 40 years in prison. Well, good. Even still... He stuck by the fact that he was innocent and in 2021 filed a petition in his own handwriting with the Will County Circuit Clerk alleging that James Glasgow had intimidated witnesses during his murder trial. Please tell me that they checked this against the handwritten will. It never said if they did or not. It doesn't sit really. I couldn't find anything that ever came from him filing this petition. It was almost like they just ignored his ass. Things got even crazier with this case in May of 2022 when Drew's former defense attorney, Joel, went public revealing that he had information about the case and knew exactly what happened to Stacy. He said he was considering releasing the confidential information he had. The only thing stopping him was attorney-client privilege. He could face charges if he released any information that was given to him while he was Drew's attorney. And I don't... My thing is, in 2019, for some reason, he had been... His legal license had been suspended temporarily, and he they put a gag order on him that he wasn't allowed to disclose anything that was told to him by Drew about Stacy. Of course, Joel, or of course, Drew claims he never told Joel anything, but like the most recent stuff is Joel is still trying to decide if he wants to go against the gag order and actually talk because he claims he knows exactly where she is, where she's buried oh and that she's dead. Now, Stacy was 23 when she went missing in 2007. She weighed 52 or she was 5 she was 52 height, not weighed. She weighed 100 pounds. Very small. Oh, she was tiny. She had brown hair and brown eyes. 
And if you have any information about her disappearance, you can call 815-726-6377, which is the Bolingbrook Police. I don't know if I would trust calling them, honestly. No, I wouldn't either. Holy smokes. What a just jumbled mess of interpersonal relationships and crazy crap. I knew I was going to get y'all with the amount of people in this case, but... Personally, I think he just needs to be castrated because it sounds like the man's got a problem. Oh my gosh. Alright. It's sad because now, like, if you think about it, that for real just leaves Cassandra by herself out of all of her siblings. What happened to the children? The four kids? It never said. I could never find any information. I don't know if his family took them or if Cassandra took Stacy's two and then somebody else took his two. If maybe Kathleen's family took right her two children once he was convicted of her murder. I mean, that's unfortunate, especially for the older two of Kathleen's because they just lost... Two mothers in uh, what a couple years, couple years of each other. Yeah, what an asshole. That's why we say don't go to Illinois. (laughs) Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, (laughs) let us know. Give us five stars. Share the episode. Tell people about the show. We really appreciate it. If there's a case you want to hear, send it to the email. It's in the show notes. Anyone have any final thoughts? No, 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 me either. All right. Well, we will see y'all next week. Bye. 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 (laughs) We don't know how to function. (laughs) I was going to say I'm all alone.